hope lives. How was your Christmas? Did you find or receive all that you desired? John and I were extremely blessed, not only to have our two sons and daughter-in-law with us this year, but our daughter via WhatsApp. Thank God for technology that allows us to connect, although continents apart. After a filling feast, John and I decided to drive to an area appropriately called Candy Cane Lane because usually the people in this area festoon their houses with Christmas lights. Well, of course, there were many others that also wanted to see this colorful display and the line was long to get into this area. Yet finally, we managed to get in and cruising up and down the streets, we were disappointed to see that many families this year decided not to decorate or downsize their displays. It just wasn't the same. Have you ever felt that way with this season, with the curfews, restrictions in travel, limitations in allowed family members in your home? Worse still is the number of loved ones that's been diagnosed with COVID and confined to their homes suffering the various levels and degrees of the symptoms. Mom in Canada indicates their lockdown has been extended to the end of January 2021. And South Africa, as you well know, sits at their highest level of four. And the CDC advises travelers to avoid going to South Africa. At the beginning of December, President Cyril Ramaphosa spoke to the nation, a point he's faithfully made throughout the pandemic. And then he stated, as we want to relax, this virus doesn't relax. And this virus doesn't take a holiday. This 2020 has been a difficult year, he said, for us as a nation and as a country. It's severely tested our resolve and demanded great sacrifices of each and every one of us. And then a couple of weeks later, he addressed the nation again, saying the festive season now poses the greatest threat to health and well-being of our nation. It's essential that we take extraordinary measures, he advised, to contain the second wave and save lives while working to protect livelihoods. Yet still, he concluded, I wish you all a blessed festive season and that you remain safe and in good health and that you may welcome in the new year as one united and resolute nation. May God bless South Africa and protect her people. I was so encouraged to see the, the nation's president extend the Lord's blessing over the people. However, these continuous warnings take their toll on our spirits, sapping our strength and draining our hope. In fact, when I asked my daughter Sarah what message she'd like to hear, she thought for a minute and then recommended people need to hear about hope again. It's been hard this year, and with the increase of COVID cases, people need to be reminded of hope. <laughs> There's something so beautiful about hope, isn't there? God placed in our skies this season the hope of a Savior with the incredible appearance of the Bethlehem star, 
the rare alignment of Jupiter and Saturn, the two biggest planets in our solar system, an occurrence that hasn't happened for over 800 years. According to Michael Shanahan, the director of the planetarium in New Jersey, the last time this is believed to have been witnessed was in the year 1226. And before that, these stars are believed to have been aligned at the birth of Christ to guide the wise men on their long journey westward from Persia to the humble stable in the village of Bethlehem. Having read of the joy the star's appearance brought the Magi, as Matthew 2.10 records, when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. I decided to look up the year 1226 to discover what God was showing to his world at that time and discovered some interesting things. Besides the usual declarations of war and rumors of war, 1226 was also noted as the year St. Francis of Assisi died at the age of 44. Having read many of his prayers and aware of his faithfulness and piety, I thought I'd delve a little deeper into this man's life. Francis dedicated his life to sharing the gospel with the poor, exhorting people in the countryside to penance, brotherly love, and peace even though he was not quote-unquote licensed to do so. When followers joined him in his endeavors, he encouraged them to follow the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ and to walk in his footsteps. By 1210, Pope Innocent III sanctioned his Franciscan order, and although Francis chose never to be ordained as a priest, still others flocked to his order, even noble women like Claire of Assisi chose to leave their luxurious life and adhere to his humble existence. And thus the women's order, Poor Claire's, was started. There were others who couldn't leave their homes but wished to adhere to their princes, the principles of Franciscan life, and the secular Franciscan order was formed. Francis himself wanted to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, as Jesus commands in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. And so he wanted to travel outside of Italy, but shipwrecks and illnesses often curtailed his efforts. I guess the Apostle Paul could certainly relate. Nonetheless, in 1219, he traveled to Egypt with the express purpose to convert the Sultan of Egypt. With the Fifth Crusade in full swing, he wasn't sure if he gained admittance, but during a brief ceasefire, he crossed into Muslim lines and remained for several days with the Sultan, who received Francis graciously, but resisted the good news he offered. However, he did allow Francis to preach in the Holy Land, and later records indicate that the Sultan secretly converted and received a deathbed baptism as a result of Francis' message of grace. In fact, Francis' work in Egypt enabled the Franciscans to be the only Catholic order to remain in the Holy Land after the fall of the Crusader Kingdom and they gained the title of the Custodians 
of the Holy Land. Besides his international evangelism, St. Francis founded the first nativity scene, using real animals to create a living scene so that worshipers could contemplate the birth of the child Jesus in its fullest sense. Through his life and work, St. Francis is acknowledged as a gentle soul who loved all of God's creation and considered himself no friend of Christ if he did not cherish those for whom Christ died. And in 1990, Pope John Paul II stated, The poor man of Assisi gives us striking witness that when we are at peace with God, we are better able to devote ourselves to building up that peace with all creation, which is inseparable from peace among all peoples. What then is the hope that this brings to us today? As St. Francis illustrates through his de dedication to Christ, peace is not found in prosperity, but in surrendering to a Savior who gave up the glory of heaven to be born in stable the straw of a manger as his bed, coarse cloth as his swaddling clothes, and smelly shepherds as his first visitors. We've been rescued from darkness and the shadow of death by this morning light from heaven, which breaks upon us as Luke 1 verses 78 and 79 states. We can place our hope in his unfailing love. And Job 11.18 states, having hope will give us courage. We will be protected and will rest in safety. And in fact, of the 192 verses on hope in the Bible, 22 of those verses are found in the book of Job and 33 in the book of Psalm, including the admonition to be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. And when doubts filled my mind, we read in Psalm 94, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. In Psalm 119, we read, you are my refuge and my shield, and your word is my source of hope. The pilgrims ascending the hills to Jerusalem declare, I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. And the Korite choir director sang three different times, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Peter quotes King David in his Pentecost sermon, I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your holy one to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. That's what we have to look, to, to look forward to in 2021. The joy of his presence, the hope of his unfailing love, the comfort of his cheer, the courage of his protection and safety. We don't walk this path alone. He is forever with us, beckoning us onward, arm around our shoulder, footsteps aligned in peace. What more can we ever ask for? 
Jesus, our, the light of our morning star. God bless you always. Amen.